0: Hi, I'm Aaron from Winnipeg, Manitoba. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to donate to support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate.
1: Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, I'm Jesse Thorne, and this is The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org.
2: Radio
3: Sweet.
1: Sound of Young America, I'm Jesse Thorne. You know, it's been a while since we've had any comedy on the podcast, so I thought I'd take this opportunity to hit you with a triple shot. Let's start with this. You know, election time is coming up, and if you, like me, live in a state like California, where the presidential race isn't particularly close, you can feel a bit disconnected from the whole thing. There's no ads on television, the candidates never stop by except for private fundraisers, and you find yourself insanely jealous of the folks who live in swing states and their close relationships with the candidates. So I asked two folks who live in the swing state of Ohio to offer us a quick perspective on what it's like to have a personal relationship with the presidential candidates.
3: Hey there, Jesse, I'm Paul Saunders, and this is my lovely wife, Gail. We're from Dayton, Ohio.
4: Hey, hey!
3: (laughs) This election year, we're here to give you a little peek at what our lives are like in a swing state.
4: Being a blue state, you guys don't get the kind of personal attention from presidential candidates that we do.
3: Just last week, Barack and Michelle Obama came to our favorite diner and bought everyone a slice of pie.
4: Remember in 2000 when Dick Cheney acted as the first base coach in our daughter's softball game?
3: (laughs) I sure do. It is great to live in such a highly contested battleground state.
4: Jesse, you've lived in California your whole life. I bet you've never even seen so much as a campaign commercial. Whereas just last week, I I rode a water slide with Joe Biden.
3: The other day when I was on break at the factory, I mentioned under my breath that I was still undecided. Twenty minutes later, John McCain showed up in our break room with a box full of homemade eclairs doing a funny jig that made us all laugh. (laughs)
4: It's always been like this, ever since we've lived in Dayton. In 1988, Michael Dukakis let me feed him little pieces of paper. In
3: 1956, I was a senior in high school. I didn't do a scrap of homework that year because Dwight D. Eisenhower did it all for me. He even played the role of Henry Higgins in our school production of My Fair Lady and took my girlfriend to prom while I read dirty magazines in the back of his car.
4: Adelaide Stevenson captured a bat and trained it for our amusement. He would dress it up in tiny overalls with a straw hat. He called it the flying Farmer.
3: Dan Quill killed our neighbor's noisy dog, then killed our dog to appease the neighbor. In
4: 1973, before I met Paul, I was in a really abusive relationship. Spiro Agnew sat with me in a roadside diner all night, till after the sun came up. We drank cup after cup of black coffee, and he just listened to me. After that night, I decided to go back to school and turn my life around. And also, he was dressed like a clown the whole time, which was really funny.
3: The tradition has been going on ever since before we were born. When my great-granddaddy's farm was going bust, William Howard Taft hitched his mighty bulk to a plow and tilled the soil till it was fertile again.
4: FDR let my grandmother slam his gentleman's parts in every book at the Columbus Public Library.
3: Now, the non-election years are pretty slow around Dayton.
4: Yeah, we mostly... Pass the time eating can after can of soup and guessing how many ants can fit into something.
3: But by gum, you should see the place when the candidates come to town.
4: So you can keep your coffee bars and celebrity hot tub parties, Jesse?
3: We'll keep our boring old swing state any day. (laughs) Come on, honey, let's go home. I hear the libertarians are in town.
4: Ooh, I hear Bob Barr is letting people stick gum in his hair.
1: Our swing staters are Teresa Thorne and Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris wrote the piece. The Sound of Young America on the radio has a new contributor. His name is Simon Rich. You might have seen his writing in periodicals like The New Yorker, or you might have picked up his books like Ant Farm or the new Free Range Chickens. He was even a guest on The Sound of Young America about a year ago. He's been contributing essays to the radio show. Here's one, a reading of an essay from his most recent book.
0: What I imagine the people around me were saying when I was 11. Oh man, I can't believe that kid Simon missed that ground ball. How pathetic. Wait, he's staring at his baseball glove with a confused expression on his face. Maybe there's something wrong with his glove and that's why he messed up. Yes, that's probably what happened. 12. Did that kid sitting behind us on the bus just get an erection? I don't know. For a while I thought that was the case, but now that he's holding a book on his lap, it's impossible to tell. I guess we'll never know what the situation was. 13. Hey look, that 13-year-old is walking around with his mom. Where? There in front of the supermarket. Oh my god, that kid is way too old to be hanging out with his mom. Even though I've never met him, I can tell he's a complete loser. Wait a minute. He's scowling at her and rolling his eyes. Oh yeah, and I think I just heard him curse at her for no reason. I guess he's cool after all. Fourteen. Why does that kid have a black X on the back of his right hand? I bet it's because he went to some kind of cool rock concert last night. Wow. He must have stayed out pretty late if he didn't have time to scrub it off. Yeah, and that's probably why his hair is so messy and unwashed, because he cares more about rocking out than conforming to society. Even though he isn't popular in the traditional sense, I respect him from afar. 15. Hey, look, that kid is reading Howl by Allen Ginsberg. Wow, he must be some kind of rebel genius. I'm impressed by the fact that he isn't trying to call attention to himself. Yes, he's just sitting silently in the corner, flipping the pages and nodding, with total comprehension. It's amazing, he's so absorbed in his book, that he isn't even aware that a party is going on around him, with dancing and fun. Why aren't any girls going over and talking to him? I guess they're probably a little intimidated by his brilliance. Well, who wouldn't be? I'm sure the girls will talk to him soon. It's only a matter of time. Sixteen. Hey, look, it's that kid Simon who wrote that scathing poem for the literary magazine. You mean the one about how people are phonies? Wow, I love that poem. Me too. Reading it made me realize for the first time that everyone is a phony, including me. The only person at this school who isn't a phony is Simon. Yeah, he sees right through us.
1: Simon Rich's amazing and hilarious new book is called Free Range Chickens. Now, this podcast is being published on Halloween specifically because we have some really amazing and extremely spooky humor for you. From our pals, Elephant Larry in New York City, here's El Pollo Loco.
2: Buenas noches, muchachos y muchachas. Bienvenidos a la casa de fantasmas. Fantasmas de pollos, ah, ha, 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 ha. sí. Estás ahora en una casa donde los habitantes son solamente pollos. Ah, dices pollos. Los pájaros que no volan y dicen pop pop. No, estos pollos son muertos. Fantasmas de pollos muertos. Uh, Tienes miedo de los pollos. Tal vez te preguntas: ¿Es posible que estos pollos están fantasmas? ¿Fantasmas de pollos muertos? Sí, es posible. Es terrible. ¿Es posible que estos pollos son locos? Sí, son pollos locos. Fantasmas de pollos locos y muertos. En esta casa. Hay muchos tipos de pollos. Hay pollos grandes, pollos pequeños y mi pollo favorito, el pollo más loco del mundo, el diablo de pollos. Oh no, 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 no llora. It's solamente un sueño. No hay una casa de fantasmas de pollos muertos. Estás en tu cama. ...dormiendo de cosas fantásticas. En la realidad, no hay fantasmas. Todo es bueno. Con una excepción. ¡Yo soy una fantasma del pollo muerto! ¡Ja,
1: ja! The always brilliant Elephant Larry are online at ElephantLarry.com. They have a brand new show coming in December, and they have a new web series on YouTube called Val Verde. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. Our thanks go to Jordan Morris, who wrote the first sketch, and Nick White, who edited it, Simon Rich for recording essays for us, and Elephant Larry for that last and utterly spectacular sketch. We'll see you online at MaximumFun.org and next time right here on The Sound of Young America.
3: Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com.